Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. All right, good morning to everybody again. It's great to be here. It feels good out here, right? I mean, for the past few weeks, if you're sitting on this side, man, you were going to get a significant sunburn, uh, but not so much today. So um, before we get started, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for bringing us here today. Thanks for giving us just this beautiful place. We can come here. We We can sing to you. We can open up your Bible uh, we can fellowship with one another. Thanks for these times. They're such small moments in a, in a week, Father. And just thank you for inventing this, this gathering, God, this time for your people to come together. I, I, please soften our hearts. I, I want my heart softened, God. I know we all do, uh, to hear your word. Uh, please don't let Satan discourage us. Uh, we ask for courage to do your will. And, and please let us see, Father, uh, your goodness Thank you for your mercy, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, I am glad that Ben brought up um, the old adage, right, that we, we spent, um, I don't know, it was probably a couple of years ago now, um, we spent quite a bit of time talking about four principles um, that really, as a, as a church, we wanted to continually be about, not, not just to do, and the first principle is that everything stems from the gospel. Everything comes, and, and you know, we used to say that all the time, and it's such a good reminder, and I appreciate so much, Ben, even the, the topic he shared about today of just feeling abandoned or feeling alone or something like that, and you know, this is, this is kind of a tough truth when you hear this idea of, you know, that there's, there's nothing you can do to love, to make God love you more than he does right now, right? And there's nothing you have done that can make God love you less than he does right now. The, you, you know what's funny is, when we, I remember when we started talking about that, uh, th- that became offensive. I, I, I mean, it was really am- amazing. Like there was commentary like, like, that's wrong. That's not true. And I'm going, man, if that's not true, we're doing the wrong thing here. Okay? Because if it's true, then I can just work harder and get God to love me more. Or I'm just, oh, man, I had a bad day. He's going to love me less. Then you want to know what goes away? The cross goes away. Okay? And so that, that's such a great reminder because, you know, as we've been studying this concept of being trained by Jesus, okay, I, me and, me and uh, uh, Ryan were talking about this earlier, I said, you know, it seems like everything I'm reading in the Bible is really challenging. It seems like everything, like, like I open it up, I'm like, whoa, man, I thought I was doing better than this. You know, I'm like, wow, it's like every word on the page. And I don't know if it's a product of like our, our times that we're living in or, or just hearing Jesus's higher call or something like that. But I will tell you, man, what a great reminder of this idea. When things get difficult and we're being challenged by Jesus, 
Isn't it great to know that we're not trying to earn his love for us? Isn't it great to know that you're starting from a place of closeness, okay? And so that's the thing. You may even be going, man, that's what I want, okay? But see, that's that's the good news of being a disciple, is you get to start from a place of closeness. Too many times, I think, as disciples, we start from a place of distance from God. We're like, okay, if I, just, if I just have a great day, I'll get closer. Boy, isn't it great to know that we start at closeness as a disciple? That's a great thing. Let's turn over to Matthew 10, okay, because we're talking about being trained by Jesus, right? Sitting at his feet, listening to his words, being attentive like Jesus Teach us about the kingdom of God. Teach me how to do life, right? I mean, hopefully, there's one thing that keeps going through my mind is a reminder that, um, you want to know what? Man, I don't know how to do life really well, okay? Uh, again, I know how to be selfish. I know how to be prideful. I know how to be arrogant. I know how to be about me. I, need to, I know those things. But when it comes to following Jesus, boy, I'll tell you, his words just um, are, are very challenging because he doesn't just talk about the surface level, right? I mean, he gets deep into like why we're doing what we're doing, like what our motivation is, okay? And so we're here in Matthew chapter 10. And uh, so uh, let me see here. Let me get to Matthew chapter 10. Or I'm sorry, what am I talking about? Matthew chapter 5. I've been doubling everything today. <laughs> just kidding. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> Y'all ever have that problem? You just double everything, okay? <laughs> you feel me? I know somebody hears me there, you know? Uh, so, so we have Matthew chapter 5. Uh, we're going to be there in verse 38. It's where we're going to start. And again, Here's what I would encourage you to do. Let's use our imagination here, okay? What do I mean by that? Like, let's really, like, if Jesus, this is a part of the Sermon on the Mount, and, and most likely, there probably was, was more things that he taught about, okay? I mean, to, to, to just read through the Sermon on the Mount wouldn't take you but a few minutes, okay? Um, but Jesus is giving um, these ideals, these principles, the, the way that we live in the kingdom of God. And there's this really interesting little section here. All right? and, and we have to kind of put ourselves in a position of what a Jewish audience would hear from his first statement. Okay, He says this. He says, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Okay, Now, here's the deal. You almost don't have to be Jewish to know that, right? You're just like, sometimes don't you like eye for an eye when somebody hurts you, wrongs you? Like, it's like, I want, no, 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 I want retribution and retaliation. An eye for an eye. And so Jesus tells his audience, he said, you've heard, you've heard it said that. All right? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we've heard it said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in the Mosaic Law. It's in the Torah. It's in... And Jesus said, but, but I tell you this. Don't resist an evil person. Did I tell you this? Don't re-. He said, if somebody slaps you on the right cheek... You turn and you give them the left cheek. Okay. He says, if somebody, here's the thing is, if somebody wants to sue you, he goes on. He said, if somebody wants to sue you for your your shirt, give them your coat as well. 
If somebody forces you to walk with them one mile, go with them two. Don't reject the one in need. Don't turn away the one who needs to borrow from us, from you, okay? And so here's the deal, that little section right there. Man, I don't know about you, that stirs up a lot inside of me. Okay, I want to read you a quote though here, okay? This is, this is fascinating. This is from, uh, this is from a, a, a professor. He's, uh, you know, kind of an atheist. Um, and in regards to this particular section in Matthew 5, 38, he says, these are pious sounding words that are, that are great to quote to non-believers as evidence of the high moral principles of Christianity, but not words that were ever really followed by Christians. If anything, the existence of this passage and the general failure to put it into practice together provide evidence that Christians are not really guided by the Bible in their approach to moral and ethical conduct. Wow! He says, man, the fact that Christians don't follow this and don't follow Jesus is proof enough for this guy to go, it can't be real. It can't be real. It can just be self-righteous. It can, be, it can just be us looking down our nose at everyone. And so, again, let's kind of break this down, though, because here's the interesting thing, uh, especially the first part, okay, when he says, you've, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Um, let's understand that just a little bit, okay? That was never meant to be, like, personally uh, like brought forward, okay? So, for instance, if Tyler came over to my house and literally knocked my tooth out, all right, the, the, the law didn't mean I could go over and pull one of his teeth, okay? This was actually, no, you, went, you did go to a court, all right, and that was what was, the, the sentence was an equal, like, you give back equally, and partially the reason for that law was because, you know, you, you didn't want this over-vengeance, Okay, it wasn't this idea of like, okay, you took my tooth, man, I'm going to level your house. Okay, it wasn't like that. It was this, it was this equity. It was this idea of, okay, hey, we're going to have this law, and, and the Jews live by this law. But then when Jesus said, listen, if somebody strikes you on the right cheek, turn and give them the left also. All right, this is one of those sections Okay, this is one of those sections where doesn't your brain, maybe yours doesn't, okay? Let me share with you where my brain goes. Oh, oh, so, so somebody's just like beating me up, man, and just stealing my money, and they want my card, and I'm just supposed to be like, no, 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 here you go, take my keys, and take, do any of you ever think that with this verse right here? Can I, can I tell you how many hours of, like, discussion I've been in with brothers where, where you know, you have these, like, huge philosophical discussions like, well, if somebody broke into your house and they were beating up your children and they were going to steal them, you're going to give them the other cheek? You ever had those conversations before? You ever thought through those things before? Okay, Here, here's the good thing. He's not talking about that. Okay, it's, it's harder. Okay, we, we can get rid of all of the, like, all of the things that are like, but, but I don't know, man. It's, what about this thing that happened? And what about this guy that comes into my house? And what about this guy that beats up my kid? Mm -mm. Listen, here's the deal. In Jewish law, to slap somebody across the face was almost as grievous as killing somebody. It was a little bit lower than that, though, okay? But you could actually be prosecuted for doing that. 
All right? And this idea that Jesus is saying, if somebody slaps you or strikes you on the face, on the right cheek, give them the left, it, there's this idea of, listen, we're not talking about something where your life is in danger. In fact, he's not talking about that at all. For, for a Jewish audience, they would have understood this. There is no greater insult than for this to happen. There is no greater humiliation than somebody to come up and slap you on the right cheek. Right? Just backhand you. There was no greater insult. And so here, here's Jesus going, listen, if you're going to follow me, if you want to be a part of my kingdom, all right, there's going to have to be times that me and you endure insults, that me and you endure humiliation, okay? How do you do with that, okay? But see, last week we talked about humility. This is right there. This is the little brother to humility, all right? And we've already established we're a pretty offended group of people, all right? So therefore, the more offended we are, the less likely we're going to be to go, okay, yeah, I, listen, I'm, not only am I not going to retaliate for this humiliation, not, not only am I not going to, to, to retaliate to this insult, but listen, you want, you want to go again? Go ahead. This is not our nature. This is not our nature. This is not. Think about it. This requires us to think about those times. You guys have any stories about getting even with people? <laughs> those are good stories, right? <laughs> getting even. Boy, it's hard, man, getting even with somebody, right? I remember we were kids, and um, my, my best friend and his neighbor, like this, the two families were in this weird fight. And I don't remember if one of the families like egged their house one night. And my buddy's mom was like, brought me and him together and said, here's what I want you to do tonight. Jam this potato right in their exhaust pipe. Uh, that's a, listen, man, that's an art that people don't really uh, understand anymore today. But back in the 80s, a potato in your exhaust pipe was something, okay? And so we spent a good hour and a half, about one in the morning, like not just putting it in there, but like sculpting it so you couldn't see it was in there. All right. I mean, it was beautifully done. And then we went to bed. We go to sleep. We wake up and we're like, you know, to, to my buddy's mom, I'm like, what happened? What happened? She goes, I couldn't let you all go through with it. I went out and dug it out. And I'm like, I'm like, can you imagine seeing this lady out there at three in the morning, like digging a potato out of somebody's, you know, but we were like, we just want to get even. Right. We just want to get even. All right. And, and, and you have your get even stories, too. Right. You have those stories where somebody's done something. And uh, and here's the thing is, is when it comes to us, um, we're going to defend our honor. OK, somebody insults us. We're going to defend our honor. We're going to get angry. Somebody says, so. here's here's the deal. What, what does an insult look like? Well, what did an insult look like to Jesus? Do you remember this happened to him in Matthew, chapter 27? They hurled insults at him. And they said, he thinks he's the son of God. Let him come down. He thinks he's so great. Boy, that sounds an awful lot like what we do today. You, you think you're so good. You, you think you're so incredible. You know, have you ever had somebody come to you and say, you know what so-and-so said? They say, you think you're so, you're so full of yourself. What's the first thing you do? Man, it's like, it's on. It's on. Okay, you tell them, right? 
Yeah, you listen, okay, here, here's the deal. I'm going to call them. Or even better, I'm going to text them. Because <laughs> that, that, that solves everything. <laughs> right? It's like, you want to get into a fight, there's no better way to do it than on text message. <laughs> okay? I'll get back at you. Back and forth, back and forth. And so it's this idea of Jesus going, no, 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 see, see the ethic, the, the way we live in the kingdom of God is, is that, no, no, no you, you actually don't do that. And we do have an example in Jesus. They hurl insults at him. So we've got to kind of examine this, right? He's saying we don't retaliate. One of the thoughts that can come to your, my, my mind and probably your mind too is, so this again, is this just kind of like a passive level of abuse for people to give on you? No. Because we have an example of Jesus as well. In John chapter 18, when Jesus was slapped, here's what he didn't do. He didn't retaliate, but you know what he did? He said, did I do something wrong? I mean, it's, it's, it's okay to, to respond. It's okay to say, hold on a minute. You hit, why'd you hit me? Okay, that's not what he's talking about. He's not saying that, oh, no, you just sit there and just take whooping after whooping after whooping, you know? And, and we see Paul does that as well in Acts chapter 16 and 22 and 25. Is, is he's mistreated. But instead of retaliating, it is okay for him to go, hey, but guys, I don't know if this is accurate, though. Okay. Do you see the difference? All right. Do you, do you understand the difference of what's going on in, inside of your own heart? All right. I, I, we all probably know that. Like, when is that time when you've been insulted, you've been offended, and you're going to fight back? Jesus said, no more. No more. Give them the other cheek. They want to keep going? Go, let them go again. All right. This is probably one of those great times to just not speak, maybe. Right. And hopefully the question will continue to go on in your mind, which is, why would I do this? <laughs> why would I do this? Like, like, what's the big deal about this? OK, but Jesus continues this teaching. Right. He's like, OK, give him the other cheek. Then he says, somebody wants to sue you. And what's interesting is, is he uses this this idea that if somebody sues you for your shirt, it's this it's this pettiness. Right. Somebody sues you for your shirt, and, and back in these days, you probably had some extra shirts, okay? But you probably only had one coat or cloak, okay? And so Jesus is saying, hey, if somebody comes up and says, no, that's mine. I want that, and I have reason, and I'll go, I'll go and do this, and, and I'm going to sue you for that. He's like, fine, take my coat too. Is it that big a deal? We have a hard time with that, right? We, we have a really hard time with that because we have people, and they're like, no, I want what you have. And, it, and it, it, this is these petty little things, right? It, it, it's these petty little things. He's like, no, no, here you go. Um, he's going to sue you. Well, well, fine, if it's that big a deal, turn over to 1 Corinthians 6, okay? Now, again, what is he not saying, right? He's not saying, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter if somebody comes to you and says, man, I'm going to take your home, I'm going to take your car, I'm going to take your boat, I'm going to take all those things, and I'm suing. You, you want to know what? There, there's a time for litigation for sure. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about non-retaliatory or non-vindictiveness, not revenge in our personal relationships. Okay, and this one thing right here is the kind of the extreme. If somebody's like, hey, I want your shirt and I'm willing to go 
extreme, to go to the extreme to get that from you. Just like, whatever, dude, you know. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. If any of you, verse 1, if any of you has a legal dispute against another, do you dare go to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Or don't you know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest cases? Do you not know? Or do you know that we will judge angels, not to mention ordinary matters? So if you have cases pertaining to this life, do you select those who have no standing in the church to be judged? I say this to your shame. Can it be there is not one wise person among you who's able to arbitrate between his brothers? Instead, believer goes to court against believer and that before unbelievers. Therefore, if you have a legal dispute against one another, it's already a moral failure. Why not rather put up with injustice? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you act unjustly and cheat and you do this to believers. Right? Hopefully you're painting a picture in your mind of what Jesus is describing here in a life. Like, paint that picture, okay? Paint the picture of the guy who is is full of peace and patience and somebody is attacking and going after. And you're like, why don't you defend yourself? I don't need to defend myself. I don't need defending. Right? If, if, here's the funny thing is, is, is God makes it clear to me if vengeance is required, he'll take it. I'm perfectly okay with that, okay? Isn't it interesting that, that we can get this idea of going, no, no, you'll never get anywhere with that philosophy. Except Jesus began the kingdom of God with that philosophy. <laughs> right? I mean, this is him. He's going, man, this is me. Right here, okay? And so getting this picture in our mind of not this hot-headed, defensive, like offended, you say something to me, I'm coming back on you. Right? It's the idea of, man, you know, have you ever heard somebody say, sometimes it's just their problem. (laughs) You know? Sometimes people have problems with people, and it's their problem. And you kind of have to go, listen, man, you know? What we're not saying here, listen, in, in a community... As disciples, what we're not saying is, is that we can't use the Bible to correct, rebuke, encourage, and teach, and train, and all that. We're not saying that. But we're saying, listen, if the world's looking at the church, are we going to be just like the world? If me and you have said, no, 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 man, I do follow Jesus, is the world looking and going, not if, you, not if that's following Jesus, right? And so it's this idea of, does the world see this? Don't you think that this is what the world needs to see. You know, this idea of, no, man, I'm going to take that. I want that. You know, it's funny, it even gets, it even gets less, like, you know, not even as extreme. Um, but we do this even with all kinds of stuff, right? Is you go into a place and you want a particular seat. You ever want to fight somebody because they got a better seat in the movie? Right? You're like, no, I want to sit in the center. You know, and you're willing to get into an argument. You ever been into an embarrassing public argument where, man, you are fighting it out for what you get? 
and what you want and your rights. And man, you know, instead of going, hey, you know, man, dude, if you're going to get angry about that seat, go ahead and have it. That's fine. Another seat over here. <laughs> right. Hey, dude, I got another color. I got another I got another shirt. It's OK. I'm taking care of. Do You see this? You see what the picture he's painting is this non-reactive, faithful when the world is reacting, when the world is like, no, I want what you have and I'm willing to take it no matter what. He's saying, oh, dude, if you want it that bad, I mean, fine. All right. But then he says this, okay, as he goes on, he says, if somebody forces you to walk a mile with them, though. So here's what that would mean. This would be kind of repulsive to the Jews because where this came into practice was usually with, Rome, with the Roman military. Okay, so you, let's say we're hanging out in here and the Roman military comes in. They're like, hey, hey, KJ, carry my bags for me for this mile. Hey, Josh, come here. I got all this stuff I'm carrying. You're carrying it. And you know what? You're obligated to do it. As a citizen of the Roman Empire, you're obligated. And this happened quite often. All right. And so you have this coming in. He says, no, no. But, but here's the thing. He said, if, if he wants you to take his luggage a mile. Man, take it a second mile with him. Say, well, what does that look like? This is, but if, if you hadn't figured this out yet, boy, we're talking about going above and beyond here, right? We're not talking about just kind of getting by with being a disciple. This is above and beyond, all right? And so you have this idea of, well, what is this? Well, we're, we get obligated to a lot of things. We get obligated to a lot of things. You know what I mean? Maybe it's at work. Let's say at work, you, you get, <laughs> this could be a combination of fence and obligation. Let's say your boss, you're working in, and your boss says, hey, I'm going to make you in charge of keeping the break room clean. And you're like, who's he think he is? <laughs> you know, you're already offended, right? I mean, you know, and, and, and you go, fine. Well, what's that mean? Well, it means like, I don't want trash. You know, you know what it means. Just no trash and all that kind of stuff. Fine. He said, no trash. That's what I'll do. And he comes in, man, dude, this is a mess in here. Didn't you tell me I just had to put the trash in the trash? That's, I was obligated. That's what you said. You ever done that? You told me that's all you wanted, so that's what I did. Yeah, oh, I'm obligated to do that? Okay, I'll do exactly what you tell me and nothing more. Right? It's the same. Hey, man, here, here's the deal. It, it's, it can be the same in our community. It can be the same in the church. Right? Oh, you're saying I got to come and show up on Sunday? Okay, I'll show up at 10.05 every Sunday. Okay, I'll do what I'm obligated to do. I'll do exactly what I'm obligated to do and nothing more. And he's saying that's not following Jesus. It's the idea of you don't just do what's out. You do more. Like, here's the deal is, 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 you know, this was this was a big thing in campus, right? Is people bring like food and all these kind of things to a neat thing. And they go, oh, man, I'm obligated to bring some two liter sodas. And so you just throw it on the on the thing. Okay, there you go. Two liter sodas. Oh, really? Yeah, you, okay. Yeah, you did, what was you did what you had to do. Instead of going, y'all know it'd be great? What if I arranged it in a way that made it most accessible for people? What if I did a great job? No, they didn't ask me to do a great job, but what if I did a great job? Right? This is the heart of this right here, is to go this extra mile. I remember I was taught by a brother years and years and years ago. Um, he said, listen, if you ever leave your car at my house for me to watch, you're going to get it back washed and vacuumed. (laughs) 
All he's obligated to do is keep it from getting stolen. <laughs> you know? No, 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 no. No, I, I get it. But isn't it great to have that back? You know what I'm saying? Is, is you go the extra mile. Right? It's, it's that idea of, no, I'll just do what I'm obligated to do. If you do that at work, you know what? You'll get by. And no one will ever notice anything's any different. You know? You do that in the church, I don't know if you'll get by, to be quite honest with you. Okay? I, I think there's a whole deeper heart issue. Right? If, if this is how it is, here, here's the craziness of these guys, even in the Old Testament, in Daniel chapter 6. Right? Daniel had this job, and it said he so distinguished himself that the king took notice. See, that's doing more than it's expected. That's going above and beyond, right? And so here's the thing that I keep hearing from Jesus. Hey, dude, when it comes to, like, insults, my people go above and beyond. Right? When it comes to you want something of mine, my people go above and beyond because they know I'm going to take care of them. Right? When it comes to you obligating my people to do something, you want to know what? They're going to go a second mile. Right? They, they, might not just do, they might not just carry your luggage. They're going to clean your luggage. All right? you, you, you see the picture that's being painted here? This is different. Yeah. This is different. This is, this is where the world goes. Why are you doing it this way? Yeah. Just do what it takes to get by. Right? Just, just do that. And then he says this. He says, listen, don't, don't turn away someone in need. <laughs> Somebody needs to borrow something, don't turn them away. How often, how often do the needs of people get neglected because of our own personal wants? How often? How often do the needs, true needs, okay? He's not talking about... Listen, he's talking about, no, there's actual need. How often do true needs go unmet because of the desire of my own wants? Like, like listen, I'm going to tell you, there are needs that take place that might cut into my entertainment budget. Right? This is what he's talking about here. It's not this idea of, no, I'm just not going to help. You're like, dude, if I have more money, I'd help. But, but I'm not giving up my Starbucks. I'm not giving up. I want this new pair of shoes. I'm not giving that up. How many times do needs go unmet because of the desire for our own wants? Like, I'm not giving up my stuff. I'm more than happy to help when I have an excess. All right? Isn't this challenging? Isn't this you? Now, now, here's the thing about this. You're going, but still, Keith, man, why on earth? Why would we do this? You know? Why would we go through this? What if I told you that this is true freedom? <laughs> would you buy it? Would you buy it to be in a place with Jesus to where your, your own reputation, your own kind of honor, you're kind of like, I'm not about my honor. That doesn't mean you live dishonorably, by the way, okay? But you're like, it doesn't hurt me. Boy, I hear that and I'm like, this is hard. All right, because I like to defend myself. I don't like people to challenge. I don't like people to say things about. I don't like those things. And God, you know what? God, God can take care of those things. He can. 
Boy, how freeing is that to go, I don't have to defend Keith. Okay. How freeing is it when somebody's like, somebody wants so badly a possession, you're like, but my possessions, they don't mean that much to me. Do, do you have anything? Like, if, if you were to lose everything today, would there be anything you're like, I can't lose that? All right? And, and, and let me tell you, man, let it go. <laughs> it is, listen, things don't make life. Even nice, it's okay to like your stuff, okay? But if there, are, if there are idols and treasures that you're like, no, 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 no way can we ever. I used to think that way about my, my um, championship rings from FSU. They used to win championships. <laughs> Tyler remembers that. We remember that, okay? FSU used to win championships, okay? And, and, I, and I used to think, nothing can happen. I have to put these in a fireproof box in a way that if anything happened, I don't know what happened in my life. And then you're going, dude, it's a dumb piece of like metal. It's a dumb piece of metal. Yeah, I'm mean, seriously, if you're like, no, but I want it, you have it, <laughs> okay? Because I never look at it. And so that's the thing is, isn't it freedom to go, Dude, my possessions don't rule me. My possessions don't rule me. Right? Mike, give me that sweatshirt. Give me that Notre Dame sweatshirt right there after your back. You know, and, and that would start a fight. We, we go into something like that, and Mike's like, fine, I got, I got 50 other Notre Dame sweatshirts. <laughs> hey, dude, if you're going to fight about this, take it. I'm not attached to this. And, that, and, and, you know, we're going, oh, that's crazy. But there's this span, and Jesus goes all the way to a place. If somebody's willing to go as far as to say, listen, I'm going to take you to the boss until you give me that. I'm going to take you to court until you give me that. All right, that's the extreme, but there's all these petty things. All right? And so, again, you, you, we have this, and you go, man, this is, this is tough, but it's freedom. You mean I'm obligated to do something? That's great. Man, let me exceed your expectations. Do you ever watch the show Undercover Boss? Please say you do. Okay, there's garbage, man. There's garbage on TV. Undercover Boss is great, okay? And you know what's, what's awesome is that you have folks, like, you go to, like, the Bojangles, and the owner of Bojangles is, like, watching people, and, and it's awesome to see these folks that, that they're kind of like, no one will ever notice me. And all they have to do is make the biscuit and cut the biscuit. And the lady goes, no, no, you don't understand that. See, I, I cut the biscuit just right. I cut it so it's like it has to be perfect when people get it. Okay? Man, that CEO is like, I am hooking you up. Because all you have to do is, is make the biscuit, man. No one cares about making the biscuit. But there's something different about the person's like, no, 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 no. What do you mean I got to put the strawberry jelly packets out? I just throw them out. No, no, no. I line them up perfect. That's who people notice. They're like, whoa, man, that's awesome. That's why we notice Chick-fil-A, right? Like you go say everything's like perfect. And you go, whoa, boy, that's, that's different than these other places. All right. Why? Because you didn't just put it out there. You went above and beyond. All right. Free, that's freedom. That, that is freedom. That's the light burden. All right. But, but here's the thing is, 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 do you trust that that's true? It'll, it'll be shown by our actions. It'll be shown by our actions. 
Like we'll either be mixing it up with the world and our brothers and sisters, like, like it's happening everywhere, or we're going to go, nah. Mm-mm. Now, we're, see, we're seeking the kingdom of God first. We're working as if working for the Lord. That's how we're working. Like, like yeah, you might think you're my boss, but you're even not my boss. I'm doing this because God is my boss, and I want to please him. Man, why would we do this? Oh, man, why would we do it? There's a great quote here, simple quote. In a lost world, this radical selflessness gives powerful witness to the presence of the kingdom of God. This radical selflessness. Right? Here's the other thing. What I love about Jesus' teaching there's like this other, there, there's this other message that's just kind of floating through this of Jesus telling us, this is me. Th- this is me. Th- this is what you love about me. Like, listen, if Jesus were to take us to court, we lose. Okay? <laughs> there's, there's no winning. Jesus is like, if, if I was this guy, I, I, I could, if I, okay, you want to get into a shouting match about insults? Boom. Jesus goes, no, 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 listen. I did go the extra mile. Right? I, I did go the extra mile. Hey, I was merciful. Listen, when people insulted me, this is why we love Jesus. So what is it going to take? Here's the question I'd like for us to leave with. Here's the question. What will keep me and you from living this out this week? What will it be? Stubbornness? You just don't care? Right? Difficulty? Right? Unwillingness to look into our own heart on this? or to get somebody else to help us with this, what will it be? I want you to think about that. What's keeping me from this? And what is Jesus calling us to be?